0: Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 4, Episode 8, 20 years ago
1: today. Mary, what happened this week? Jim's mom's in the kitchen breaking stuff. She's in town for Jim and Cindy's 20th anniversary party. Jim gives Cindy a really pretty emerald necklace and thanks her for an incredible 20 years. Cindy's like, yeah, me too. Brandon picks up Cindy's parents from the airport. Cindy and Jim's moms don't like each other. Brandon doesn't hang out long because he has to leave to go tutor Deshaun. Mel goes to Mexico instead of watching Aaron. He arranges to leave her with a babysitter and also David. Brandon lifts weights instead of tutoring because Deshaun has to do good at basketball 20 times before he can study sociology. <laughs> at the gym, a very sweaty Brandon locks eyes with a very sweaty girl on a stair climber machine. She approaches him and asks him to spot her. I would not ask Brandon to spot me for anything. I just <laughs> added that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She is a cultural (laughs) anthropologist, a grad student, and honestly, I don't know if she ever told us her name. I googled it, though. It's Lucinda. She asks Brandon for coffee, but he can't go because he's supposed to be tutoring. Brandon asks if he can call her. She says no. Grandma Jim and Grandma Cindy can't agree where (laughs) tables should go to the annoyance of Cindy and the guy delivering the tables. Dylan meets a man named Gus who seems to be going to sell him things illegally. I was under the impression that they only did this stuff at night, but I was obviously wrong. Dylan buys a gun out of the back of a van in broad daylight. John wants to take Kelly to a Steely Dan concert, but she can't go because of the anniversary party. John wants to go with her, but Kelly won't let him because it'll be weird because Dylan. Speaking of Dylan, he's shooting his brand new illegal gun at the shooting range. Brandon runs into Lucinda again, who I still don't think like she's told him her name. She's 27 and feels weird about being kind of into an 18-year-old. The Walsh twins are 18, by the way. Dylan doesn't know what to give Jim and Cindy for their anniversary. Maybe he'd have an idea if he thought about anything besides his gun. Jim's mom gives Jim her and her husband's wedding rings to share with Cindy in a really sweet gesture. Brandon left Jim and Cindy's present at Dylan's house for some reason. Dylan doesn't answer the door when he Brandon goes to pick it up, so Brandon decides to break a fucking window and open the back door. Dylan hears the glass break and immediately goes for his gun. Brandon claims he rang the doorbell. He did not. Brandon screams <laughs> at Dylan for having a gun. Dylan should be screaming at Brandon for breaking into his fucking house. Still, Brandon should not be pointing that gun at Brandon while yelling at him. No, Dylan should not be pointing (laughs) that gun at Brandon while yelling at him. Dylan apologizes. He is not the one who should be apologizing, seriously. Brandon tells him to get rid of the gun by throwing it into the ocean. (laughs) At the engagement party, Andrea finds out Dan is not into marriage, or anything romantic for that matter. Anyway, Steleste is still a thing, so there's that. Turns out Dylan knows Stuart. They had bad boy pasts together. Dylan tells Brandon he wouldn't want Stuart dating his sister. Stuart tells Brenda he likes going to her house because her parents really love each other and it feels like a real home. His parents' marriage is more like a business thing, but Stuart believes in true love. Stuart makes a toast to Cindy and Jim. Thank God he doesn't say anything embarrassing, but the night is young. Stuart asks to talk to Brenda alone and then fucking proposes after two weeks. So yeah, I saw this was coming and I was still shocked. Anyway, Brenda says, sure. Why the fuck not? Grandma Jim is thrilled. She announces the engagement to the whole party, even though Cindy and Jim wanted her to do not that. All the girls run over and admire the size of Brenda's ring, but also to find out, are you serious right now? Stuart runs into Dylan. Dylan tells Stuart he hopes he's not a shitty person anymore and also Brenda's important to him. Andrea talks to Kelly about how Dan isn't super romantic. Kelly tells her not to worry about it so much. While getting champagne for Dan and punch for herself, Andrea meets a bartender named Jesse, whose hobbies are romance and crying. Andrea's super into that. They smile at each other for like 30 seconds. Brandon cuts in on a dance between Brenda and Stuart. He asks her, if she's sure she really wants to marry a guy, she's only known for two weeks. She's like, yeah, duh, this is fine. After the party, Jim and Cindy are too tired to yell at Brenda. Tomorrow's another day. Tonight is for dancing in the living room and pretending your daughter didn't just get engaged to a 24-year-old man she's known for two weeks and announcing it at the party celebrating your marriage. Still, I'd like Jim and Cindy to know what Brandon did today. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: while you were talking I thought about that I was like what's gonna happen when Dylan has to go to gym with like the receipt to get the window fixed and it's like I'm gonna need some extra money and then he's like why is there a broken window on your house and he's like oh Brandon didn't tell you about the wrench I don't know what to say <laughs> like you know that's not what's going to happen, though. No, of course not. Of like, course not. It's not going to get in trouble. It's just going to get fixed. We're going to sweep it under the rug and move along. Yep. Because, you know, we've got all these other things going on that have started to build up in this episode. But, like, oh, my God. Brandon. I know.
0: He Brandon. really out himself
2: this episode. I started this episode mad. Not at Brandon in that moment, but, mm-hmm. like, By the time this episode ended, I was just mad at everyone.
0: I feel like that's a fair statement. Like, it's a fair feeling, and it's a fair reaction, because this was kind of a not great episode for anyone in particular, except except for Jim Jim and Cindy. Cindy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, do we want to just get into it on this note? Let's just do it, because we start off with a wonderful montage, perhaps the best montage yet, of baby Jim and baby Cindy. And how adorable were they growing up?
2: They were so cute. I didn't realize it on the first Jim p- photo, but on the first Cindy photo, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then like as they kept going, I was like, oh my God,
0: Cindy's so beautiful. And then, and then oh my God, stop showing Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My only note was Jim has so much hair. So much hair. Like like from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet. That man is hairy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You would just know you just you just saw it. And then, yeah, they like get to the present and, you know, Cindy wakes up. She leans over and that little smile on her face when she wakes up and looks at Jim, my heart, the little pitter patter.
0: I would have done a pitter patter had I not remembered that just a short three years ago, Cindy, our sea dog, wasn't feeling quite so lovey toward old Jimbo. No, I thought of that, like,
2: every time they were like, oh, my God, your parents are so romantic together. I was like, no one remembers the affair, the almost affair, the little little bit of an affair.
1: The at least There's emotional an- affair. There was an emotional affair for sure. Yeah. Not to mention Dottie or whatever her name was. Yeah. Yes. Was that her name?
0: Yeah. It sounds like it. It, it was definitely Dottie. And every yeah. time somebody says the name Dottie, I just think of a league of their own. Oh. Um, which is my favorite all-time sports movie. And because <laughs> I always think of one of my favorite quotes. And it's when um, Kit, Dottie's sister, is like frustrated with the fact that Dottie gets all the attention because not only is she just excellent at sports, but she's also beautiful. And Kit's like, I mean, think about it. I feel like even our parents are introduced us, like, this is our daughter Dottie, and this is our other daughter, Dottie's sister. <laughs> and it kills me every time. <laughs>
2: I, that's this is our son Brandon and this is our other child not Brandon <laughs>
0: Brandon's sister <laughs> but yeah so they both at least emotionally cheated at one point or another Cindy 3 years ago Jim oh was it only last year so yeah but it's okay because he bought her jewelry that's right the walshs i have learned in this episode not only can afford Well, I guess because they're both going in-state, and I guess you get some sort of break, you know, like in the state of California for going to a state school. But Jim and Cindy got money, and they got hella money. That's a
2: good point. They were sitting there being like, we can afford to send one of you to a good school. And then, like, they paid for Brenda to go to Minnesota, and then they got, like, what, 80% of her tuition back or something? Mm -hmm. And then they had to pay full tuition to california university for both of them and jim is still like don't worry i still had fifteen thousand dollars set aside for this necklace
0: and the party which is dope oh
2: i forgot about the party oh except for those stupid french maid costumes
0: right well obviously
2: (laughs) um i couldn't get over them
0: (laughs) that clearly was not a great choice but everything
2: else was nice Hmm. also when he hands her the necklace. Like, Caitlin, you won't understand this reference yet, because I'm convinced one day you'll watch Buffy. (laughs) Mary, you might get this reference. The necklace looks just like Anya's necklace when she's a vengeance demon.
1: Oh. I mean, I definitely didn't catch that, but I did Google Emerald Anniversary, and it is not 20 years. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So what is 20? Uh, 20 is China. Or platinum. Ooh. Oh, Jim. And uh, <laughs> emerald is 55 years. 55? Yeah, so that <laughs> jeweler lied to him. You're waiting a long-ass time for that emerald.
2: <laughs> okay, no. I bet the the jeweler told the truth and said it was platinum, and then he looked at the prices for platinum, and he was like, what's another anniversary stone I can get away with for a little while? Yeah,
0: seriously.
2: Like <laughs> just Man. like, I got
0: money, but... Ooh. <laughs> Also, China? Like, what is
2: this? Like, 1941? Isn't that... That's <laughs> the old versus the new, right?
1: Yeah, the oldest China, the newest Platinum.
2: That makes I sense. love those
1: lists. Like, I love yeah. those lists. I like that year one is paper, because that was really fucking easy.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Super easy. I don't even yeah. follow them, though. I don't
2: follow them, but I think Lucas and I, whenever we, like, see our friend anniversary pop up on Facebook or whatever... We'll look up what it is. And the last one that Lucas and I had was tin tin. So I think I got him like a can of SpaghettiOs. (laughs) That's awesome. Not John. Just
0: my friend. (laughs) It's okay. I I mean, if it were up to Nate, every year would be lemon. So I could get him lemon heads. (laughs) This is
2: why I just don't do gifts on anniversaries. I don't have time for that. And for, to be fair, Christmas is two weeks later that's true that's I don't true. have time for that I could not get two gifts in one month
0: yeah well but anyway so Jim and Cindy are celebrating the Emerald anniversary that is 20 years but it's really 55 and yeah just like Mary said in her synopsis basically Jim's like giving her not only this beautiful necklace but then something heartfelt and Cindy's just like uh-huh <laughs> and then <laughs> and then they hear grandma Jim yeah grandma break a Jim. plate yeah She breaks something and, like, fucking shatters it. So got to go see what the commotion's about.
2: But my favorite part is
0: that she shatters it.
2: Like, you hear it breaking. And then when Brenda goes downstairs, she just, like, picks up a pile of stuff and puts it in the trash. And I'm like, no, no. Go get something to sweep this up. There's tiny Mm -hmm. pieces of, like, I don't know, porcelain, china, glass, whatever, on the ground. Yep. Someone's
0: getting that in their foot. But they're too busy, like instead of cleaning it up and potentially even like, I don't know, maybe recycling the dish so Cindy could use it for an art project. I don't know. But they're too busy doing not recycling and talking about how Grandma Jim hates the fact that they're getting a caterer when they could like she's like, Oh, how many people are supposed to be here? And Brenda's like, Oh, I think like fifty. And she's like, Oh, we could have totally like gotten a few turkeys or something like that. And like, turkeys take hours. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I could do this
1: myself. And it's like why no one wants that this house has one oven (laughs) ma'am yeah
0: (laughs) ma'am what does this look like to you at denny's
2: (laughs) and i think my favorite part is like she takes personal offense to the caterers being hired she's like well your mother didn't like my cooking
0: yeah and it's like okay but that the point is not about the level of like how good the food is it's more or less being able to shovel out quantity of food not necessarily quality
2: well and yeah it's like quality quantity yeah like i could make a ton of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for this event but that doesn't mean that's what you want exactly um but yeah she's like talking to all this stuff because this is grandma jim and then grandpa and grandma cindy are on their way there which made me think of cousin what's her face i was like where is she <laughs> oh yeah she's still in minnesota and also when stewart shows up stewart stewart when stewart shows up <laughs> brenda just goes this is grandma grandma grandpa
0: or whatever
2: I, and I was like you guys call each other cousin blah 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 and you can't give
0: me names yeah like at least like grandma and grandpa walsh and then grandma well, uh, I guess oh, it would have it been up. the other way around, but. Yeah, we
2: would have had Grandma and Grandpa Beavis and Grandma Walsh. Beavis.
1: Beavis. Okay, Wait. so that's why they said that name. I was really confused. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even they, hear it. They didn't make it clear. Because, yeah, we've had this
2: conversation before where I have, like, I had people that had names. Like, I had Grandma Lola, Papa Joe. I had a Grandma. had a Bubby. Like, that's, as long as they had different names. Uh, honorifics—is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Then, I think
1: so.
2: yeah, then I didn't need a first name. But if I have two grandmas,
1: mm-hmm.
0: one's got to be Grandma Lola and one's got to be Grandma Mary. Yeah, true. Well, and Stuart does show up, and I—I'm curious why he's there so early. But he immediately to is like, "Hello, love." And you know, I'm like, "Okay, okay." So the L word is definitely just being thrown around. So we're officially at fan fiction speed here. Just full steam ahead, and yeah, they uh, the grandma, grandma, grandpa love Stuart, and yeah, everybody loves Stuart. I am convinced that he picked her up so that he could buy
2: her that dress she wears later. Which, by the oh. way, didn't like the dress because he mentions being in the store with her. Right.
0: Like yeah, I wasn't a fan.
2: Yeah, but anyway, I mean that's like all we see, and then. You know, Brandon has to leave because he's off to do his own thing, so we cut over to Mel bringing baby Aaron over to see David, and fun fact, baby Aaron is played by someone named Ariel. Oh, fun. Yeah, she was actually in the last episode, too, and I yeah. did not see that. I was like,
0: oh, hey. Well, she has a pretty big day because she rang the doorbell all by herself <laughs> and has a very cute hat on. <laughs>
2: Can we just follow baby Aaron for
0: an episode? I, w- I would love to. I mean, a lot of these kids act like child, like, like childs, like children anyway. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be
2: such an amazing episode of like, you know, how they do the thing like where there's a walk and talk. And as they walk past David, the camera pans to David and now follows him until he walks, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. They should do that. But baby Aaron is the connecting point <laughs> to everyone. So she's just in it. I mean, they wouldn't because child labor laws.
0: Right. Hey, but she had some lines this time, whether or not they were scripted. She said them and she said them well. I loved when Jackie was like, Mommy's going to take you to a party. And she just goes, No. (laughs) And she's like, Yeah, I am. She's like, No. (laughs) Mom, I don't want to. Please, Mother, do not bring me to this party. (laughs) Mother, I was
2: supposed to be home watching Barney tonight (laughs) on this change of plans that I didn't have a choice
0: in. Poor baby Erin. She is just tossed around like a little rag doll because even with her cute hat and outfit, Mel brings her over because baby Nina wants him in Cabo for her photo shoot and desperately wants to spend a weekend with Mel.
2: Mel is not a good father. No. Like, I'm sorry. He, I mean, he lost my respect a long time ago and then, like, never really gained it. Yeah. But, like, sir... You have your daughter. And then he's like, but this 20-year-old wants to have sex, which I'll never get
0: again. Yeah, and like all because it's Cabo. Like this guy is the third best orthodontist in Beverly Hills or something like that. I don't remember. doesn't matter. He's got enough money to go to Cabo another weekend. Like Dylan and Brenda went to Cabo or something one weekend. Like he can go whenever he wants to. Don't go the weekend that you're supposed to have your daughter when you're sharing custody.
2: That's what I mean. Like just literally take her next weekend. Yep.
1: Like but especially no. after last week when Jackie was like, "I hate the weekends because I hate being apart from my daughter and I hate her being with him." Like mm-hmm. why did he not mm-hmm. just say, "Hey, Jackie, keep her this weekend?"
2: Yeah. She would switch we, weekends.
1: Well, exactly. He said
2: he said she wouldn't switch weekends. Oh, well. But mm. which he still like, sucks. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like if she can't switch weekends you don't get to go hang out with your 20-something girlfriend. Exactly. hang out with your daughter. Yep. Like, if you don't want the kid, you don't get custody, which I'm positive is where this is going.
0: Totally. And instead of being an adult and caring for his child, he pawns her off to his other child, um, and he wants David to basically just watch Aaron at Mel's for the weekend. And really, he was saying that all he has to do is sleep there because the babysitter is in touch and – This babysitter will be there to do all the stuff, but he'd feel more comfortable if David were there. Huh. It's almost like he should have just stayed there himself if he didn't feel comfortable with a babysitter watching his daughter.
2: Yeah. No, and, like, it's not like David doesn't have other things to do. He's 17. He's got a radio show. He's probably got to catch up on homework and sleep over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not fair to David at all. This is definitely not. Like, we've talked about David having to grow up and, like, you know picking up after yourself and going to your own classes but this is not what I mean not like taking responsibility for a child
0: well and at least like the the few things that we really know that David's good at is one of them is being a good brother to Aaron like he's he didn't ask for Kelly and obviously he didn't ask for Aaron but she is you know part of his blood and he has been, you know, pretty decent brother to Kelly, even though they're not blood, but he's always been there for baby Aaron and he shows up in a big way. Like, I don't even know if they knew Jackie was going to be at the party, which is later on, obviously. But like, he it's not like he was trying to call her up and be like, hey, Jackie, can you take her? He definitely just like stepped to, to the plate and took responsibility and probably was honestly fine with it, but he shouldn't have to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you could tell there was a bit of begrudging of like. She's your kid. You should be taking care of her, but, like, not in I don't want to take care of my sister. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, you should be doing it instead of me. Exactly. Yeah, so baby Aaron gets pawned off, and then we see Brandon not tutoring in any way, shape, or form. Nope. Like, explain to me why he isn't, like, trying to incorporate tutoring into basketball.
0: Right. Like he like he should know at this point or at least have tried to find out what time basketball practice is so that he can schedule tutoring sessions around that.
2: I know. I really enjoyed that he has to be good at basketball 20 times. (laughs) That was excellent in the synopsis. I also really enjoyed Deshaun being like, maybe white men can learn how to jump. Yep, that was good. Oh, Deshawn, I'm already in love with you.
0: I know. I hate that we just got like this one little tiny scene with him because I really I've said this last episode. I just really like this guy.
2: Right. Like, I just want to see more of him. I can already see that he's going to be a problem because he refuses to study even when assigned a tutor. Exactly. That's not the point. Because Brandon is making no effort to tutor. He's just like, well, fine. You basketball. I'm going to go lift weights.
0: Mm hmm. I I love so much about this next scene. It's so my God. It's so dumb. Well, one little thing I noticed is Sean's left handed, so that's fun. Um, uh-uh. I like noticing when people, like Dylan is also left handed, by the way. I noticed that last episode and forgot to say it. But anyway, yeah, so we go over to the gym to lift weights because, of course, he has something to prove. Um, and he sees a pretty girl who's, as Mary said in the synopsis, on a Stairmaster. And he's, man, that spray bottle hit him hard. <laughs> it really
2: did. Like, They just went for it. They had to be like, we have to prove to you that he is working out, I don't know, some aggression or something. But, like, when Brandon gets his sweat on, he gets his sweat on. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, she was, like, real sweaty, too. So maybe this was just a hot gym.
0: Could have been. I mean, my thought, though, is that she had probably been doing that for much longer than Brandon had. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Like, I don't think much time passed I love
2: that she just walks up to him and I'm like, I usually work out with a friend. Can I have a spotter? Mm Because at first when he was watching her on the Stairmaster, I was really uncomfortable because I was just like, especially in this day and age and like being someone who enjoys working out a lot, like I am aware of the trouble that women have in gyms of like being approached and talked to when you have headphones in and you don't want people approaching you. Right. But then she came over to him and was like, hey, will you spot me? But then she says she's been lifting weights for a few years and can barely do the bar. And I was like, this is where it's more 90s. I feel like she should have been like, will you spot me and then put like 80 pounds on it?
0: Yeah, because it was I mean, don't get me wrong. The bar is probably already like 45 pounds. But Mm -hmm. like she probably added 10 to each side, maybe because those were little plates. Maybe maybe those were even two and a half. So maybe five on each side. But. My first thought, as soon as Brandon puts those weights on that bar, I was like, where are the clips? Where are the things to keep the uh, the plates secure on the bar? Because that's how people get injured. That's what I mean. Like, it did not look like, when she said
2: she'd been lifting weights for a couple of years, I was like, this is not what this looks like.
1: Like, it someone looked- <laughs> on
2: that staff should have, like, I mean, you know, you can argue that she doesn't lift weights, and that's why they didn't put any weight on the bar, but, I mean movie
0: magic or whatever but yeah nobody put clips it's just so funny because like for two people being at a gym they looked like two people who had never been to a gym (laughs) I know oh my god I don't want to shame them because good on them for getting exercise but it was just it was just a little funny
2: no and at first I was like oh a woman lifting weights on tv in like 1993 because like, right. this was very much like this is when you do Thigh Master videos. and exercise. Yeah, and like you can't
0: lift weights so you don't get bulky. Right, right. You're just shaping your your bum and your thighs and your tummy. Like what yeah. was it, Denise Austin and all of those videos. I mean yeah, my mom had of, the – buns and thighs, yeah. Yeah. yeah and buns no. of
2: steel. My mom had those like little rubber steps that you use at the gym. She had two at home. Yep. So that she could do just little steps, just up and down.
0: I know. And down. I mean, my mom at several points in the 90s was part of Jazzercise Curves. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other one was. And then had all the Denise Austin and Jillian Michaels, like all those videos, like on VHS. It was awesome. Because then I was like, oh, what's this? And I put it in and did my little workout when I was like eight years old. Anyway. I used
2: to love the Jillian Michaels workouts. Oh, yeah. She'd always make me feel bad, though, because during her workouts, she'd be like, yeah, you do this, but, like, you do a 5K to warm up on the treadmill, then you do this, (laughs) and then you go lift weights. And I was just like, but Yeah. I can totally
0: understand why people like the, like, Denise Austin ones better.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like, I could do one of those things. Stop.
0: Also, she
2: had a full face of makeup on. Yeah. And, like, I know it's TV. But I feel like you could have at least done, like, a natural face.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I'm one of those, like, I am I only wear makeup when I go in public, but if I'm just going into the gym, like, I don't wear makeup ever.
2: I, g- I gave up on makeup a long time ago. I don't actually own concealer right now.
0: Oh, I don't either. <laughs> it's just gone. It's just gone. I don't leave my house. Who cares? Yeah, I ran out and then just didn't get any more. Um, but yeah, then we basically learn cause like they talk a little bit afterward or not after, well, I guess after he, he puts the weight, the bar back and <laughs> she does one set. Yeah. She does one set. It's like, I know it's TV, yeah. but like <laughs> she does one set and they talk and, and they find out that she's a cultural anthropologist and she essentially just needs her dissertation for her doctorate, even though it feels like it's been forever. And, um, my, my main thought was how does Brandon get older women? How?
2: I don't understand and this is the first quote I wrote down just because it made me laugh is when she says, "Oh, are you a, are you as smart as you are good-looking?" and he
0: says, "Smarter, actually." <laughs> like, Which sometimes I like self-deprecating Brandon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I was like, "This is really cute." And it's like perfectly flirty, but it just set me spiraling of like, "Do I think he's smarter than he is cute?" Cuz he says this before we find out that he broke a window with a wrench. Right.
0: So, so jury's still out is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then they had this weird like exchange. I mean, yeah, we learn her name is Lucinda and she immediately asked him for coffee or just out in general, I think. And then he, or, and then he's like, well, I can't because I have this thing, but also can I call you? And she's like, no. But I'll be here every day. So I'm like, hold on. Does she not want to? S- she only wants to see him, not talk to him. I don't understand.
2: That's a red flag. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I just had this flashback of the episode of New Girl where Nick starts dating trans granddaughter and they think she's homeless because she won't <laughs> take him to her house. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she falls asleep in his bed under newspapers. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, that whole storyline of just Nick and Tran was everything I didn't know I needed.
2: <laughs> Nick Miller may be one of the greatest television characters of all time. <laughs> he might be.
0: Nick Miller, Nick Miller. <laughs> I
2: say that all the time. And John, sometimes he'll just forget what I'm doing. He's like, why are you saying that?
0: <laughs> you wouldn't understand. You just don't know.
2: But, yeah, I mean, she says – she's like, no, you can't call me, but I'll be here. And then I guess we're just like, okay, bye. Yeah. Because then we leave the gym to go back to Grandma Jim and Grandma Cindy fighting. Yep. And I I truly enjoyed the man putting up tables being like, this is going to be a really long day. Oh, yeah. Because that's <laughs> like, sir, it's a bold thing to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and – yeah, it was just kind of a, you, it just was to set the scene of, like, the the grandmas really don't like each other, but they also don't want Cindy to really control things, even though it really should be about her. It's very classic, like, drama when it's really supposed to be fun, and it's really supposed to be about what the daughter wants, but the moms get involved. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much a wedding. Yeah.
2: Like, I feel like everyone can experience there was at least one thing with your wedding That a parent got involved with and was like, I want this, so you're going to have it.
0: Yes, 100%. Which,
2: like, I didn't even realize how much it was going to be like a wedding until they actually got to it later and the band person was like, it's time to cut the cake. Yeah, same. It was the cut the cake moment when I was like, man, this is like they're getting married again. Right? It's like, you guys should just have done a vow renewal. Totally. Like, just do the whole thing. Oh, that would have been so cute. It would have been. I would have liked that, I think. I think I would have liked that a lot (laughs) like I feel like since they you know clearly staged the wedding photos for the show whatever costume was Cindy's wedding dress like if they still had it she could just be like oh look I still fit into my wedding dress after 20 years
0: I bet she totally could
2: oh definitely Cindy keeps it tight
0: (laughs) she sure does for Jim and that other guy three years ago. (laughs) I was going to say,
2: Jim is so lucky, he does not deserve
0: her. No, he doesn't. Oh, man. But before we can even have fun with Jim and Cindy and the grandmas and the family, we go to a part of town we've never seen.
1: Outside of a shop.
0: Yeah, it's a quote-unquote bad part of town that we've never seen before. Outside of some shop we've never seen before. And a guy we've never seen, whose name we find out is Gus, he comes out and this is the bad guy. You can tell that's going to sell Dylan a gun or at least get him connected to somebody or something that can get him a gun. And we walk to his van. His van His is just like in broad daylight, sketchy ass gray van. Right. Like,
2: oh, my gosh, this whole time, like, and I know it's because I'm a woman, but I had
0: like sirens going
2: off in my head. I was like, <laughs> do not follow him to a secondary location. Do not go to this panel van. Right. What are
0: you doing? seriously and then he just opens up he's not even trying to hide the guns he's just like Uh, here's my perfectly set up like in rows on their pouches like he might as well have had signs that pointed to the gun with the name of it and the price (laughs) just on the side of his van it says need gun question (laughs) yeah like he might as well have been advertising
1: I think my favorite part of that interaction is that Gus was eating an Italian ice the whole time. (laughs)
0: I I couldn't figure out what that was. I was like, is that yogurt again?
1: (laughs) I think it was an Italian ice, but it could have been ice cream. I don't know.
2: (laughs) No, I think it was like a a freezy or something. Mm -hmm. Gus was a very strange person because he even walks out the store and he's like, heard you might be in the market for some product
0: yeah like what hair product are we talking drugs like what is this i was like this is drugs
1: who told you
0: (laughs) (laughs) right
2: like i yeah what if the guy from the gun shop was like all right you're gonna meet this guy here i'll call him and give him a heads up and was just like you're looking for a child right (laughs) gus is like you are the fourth person that i've had to come up to
0: (laughs) 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 heard you're in need for some product and was like uh-huh. And he's like, oh, thank God. Finally. I, you know how many people I've taken to my van?
1: I can just imagine him approaching a kid in, like, a propeller hat. Oh being like, God. Hey, kid. Gun?
0: Yeah. The kid's, like, licking a lollipop. <laughs> like, one of the big ones. Like, holding a balloon in his hand. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, heard
2: you might be in the market for some product. And the kid's just like, nope. Got my
0: balloon. <laughs> got my lollipop. I'm no, sorry. Sir. Did you say lollipop? It's like, what? Yeah, I don't understand this whole process. And also, I think it would have been funnier. Which I know they weren't going for funny, but like, would have been hilarious if Dylan was just like, "You, you talking to me? Like, you know, totally <laughs> like, this is the guy I'm supposed to meet?" And and then he even like, you can tell he's a little on edge because he's like power walking across the road. To go see the advertising, it like this reminded me of when like jewelry salesmen would just like pop open their thing and be like, "Here's all the jewelry of all the rings I've collected from old just people like, over the years." Yeah, open up their trench coat <laughs> <laughs> and it's just lined with watches. Oh my exactly. God! What if this
2: man walked up to him, kind of looking like a flasher, and was like, "Heard you in the market for some product?" Ugh! Guns. God.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh no! I can't even imagine. And then. When Dylan even picks out, of course, his James Bond gun, which Gus was even like, hey, you watched a lot of James Bond movies in your day, eh? And then he's like, yeah, I just like that gun. And then he's like, well, you know, it's illegal to conceal carry a concealed weapon. Homie, you have a van of guns. Why do you think he's here? Of course he wants to buy the illegal gun to carry around. <laughs> what, if, what if Dylan was like, oh, shit. Sorry. You're right what was i thinking
1: i just love that he's worried about it being illegal for his underage customer to buy this or to carry this firearm that he is illegally selling to him
0: he's like you know kid you could really get in trouble for carrying this illegal weapon
1: around like i mean i guess you have to draw the line somewhere but i feel like this is backwards (laughs) i feel like this is not the line right the line is like
2: two guns right like (laughs) i'll
0: take the lot like what is it (laughs) like what if he bought a wall oh
2: my god what would jim say what would he say (laughs) yeah that's a good point where is he
0: getting this how much money does jim give him I don't know. And also, what if Jim did give him money and Dylan bought the most expensive gun? He would have been like, son, you got to buy the toy gun. That costs a lot less money. You need the starter gun. You need something practical. (laughs) You really think this Magnum (laughs) 47.2 is the bee's knees? Because i tell you it ain't. When in my day I had a plastic Metal pea shooter. Gun. <laughs> yeah. A pea shooter, and that just worked just fine. <laughs> like, oh, this whole I, thing.
2: <laughs> I really enjoy that Jim kind of got like 20s newsboy in the end.
1: <laughs> I can't <That's>, stop.
0: <laughs> it, it's the default accent, I guess. <laughs>
1: it just comes out. It's like that Hollywood American accent. Oh, that's yeah. Not really a thing anymore.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh. what is that called like the Atlantic accent or something mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I think it is called that
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then like there is a scene in between that and the next time we see Dylan but I'm just gonna like wrap this little bit of Dylan up because like the next time you see him it's this really ominous music of him back at the gun range with his illegally acquired gun yeah to shoot and like he's got real serious face and
0: Like, all I could think of this whole time is, like, no one is paying attention to Dylan. It's true, and it's really sad. I mean, we've talked about this where, like, everything bad for Dylan happens all at once, but then it's even worse when he doesn't have a support system. Like, Kelly and him broke up, but that was really his only support system. Like, I know that Brandon and Dylan are supposed to be BFFs, but they sure don't act like it. Like... I mean, and Dylan even goes to California University. It's not like he's just not in school. Like, for all intents and purposes, he, Brandon, and Steve could hang out all the time. Like, they could actually hang out more than with Steve because Steve has the fraternity.
1: Yeah. I think what really bothers me about this is that Kelly has had to remind Dylan's friends to act like Dylan's friends. Right. Well, and then what gets weird about
2: that is when he sees Kelly later, like, She's back to being, like, real buddy-buddy with him and, like, kind of, you know, making fun of him a little bit and, like, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. I'm like, no, this is still very raw. You just broke up two weeks ago. Right, right. And, like, he just got carjacked two weeks ago.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, be a little more
2: sensitive to him and his feelings.
0: It's true. Yeah, nobody's checking on Dylan, and it's not good. It does not look good.
2: But, yeah, I mean, other than that, We go to California University because I guess there's classes today. Sure. Um, But I I don't know. John Sears wants to go on a date with Kelly and she says she's busy. So he tries to invite her. And all I could think of was like they're trying to make it really romantic with him being like, I'm willing to wait 50 years and you're worth the wait and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I know this isn't going to last. So I don't care.
0: Yeah, I think. Because I know we're having a hard time caring about several relationships right now. You know, we're having a hard time caring about Dan and Andrea. We're even having a hard time caring about Stuart and Brenda. I mean, we're seeing the most, I think, like scenes between them compared to the other couples that are in the show right now. Um, And I think it's the most interesting, that's for sure. But I think it would have been better just if they would have not made Kelly like be torn between Dylan and John because she's still not even officially dating John
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I wonder if we would have paid more attention or at least cared a little bit more had this happened more organically and not in the lens of Kelly's love triangle or whatever that's the thing like I can't figure out
2: what it is about like like you said Kelly and John Brennan and Stuart having a lot of trouble caring which is ironic since I feel like I've spent a lot of time being like they need to date outside the friends.
0: Yeah. Isn't and, that weird? <laughs> but I
2: think, like, especially in this episode, you know, you see you see Andrea fall out of love with Dan real fast. Oh, yeah. And then, like, Brenda and Stuart is just, like, this whirlwind thing that nobody likes and she's going for. So, automatically, I'm just like, oh, Brenda's doing Brenda. And I think also because I know she leaves at the end of this season, I'm like, well... I don't know. I guess maybe if she leaves married to Stuart happily ever
1: after. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of all for Stuart, though. Like, I just don't even care anymore. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Have fun. Get married. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like,
2: I I think I just don't care about Stuart. And then, like, Dan, Andrea's over, so I'm fine with that. John, yeah, I think he just Bugs me because of how quickly he showed back up in her life and she started having feelings for him, even though he did real shitty things to her in high school. And she's dating Dylan, but we've also, you know, not really had a lot of feelings for Dylan.
0: Dylan and Kelly, I, I mean. I wonder if maybe because my own preconceived notions about John are formulated by a TV show that is perhaps my favorite of all time. So even when I watched nine hundred two and zero before One Hill came upon my life, like I he's he's always Dan Scott. But I'm curious if for you guys, maybe not on John Sears' train, is because he has a very punchable face. He does.
2: <laughs> oh my god! And like that's another thing I'm kind of noticing is I think the reason I'm having issues with all of these relationships is we know john is like three years older than kelly uh lucinda is nine years older than brandon Stuart is six years older than brenda and we don't know how much older dan is than andrea but we know she's 18 and that he is a grad student so arguably at least five or six years
0: Hmm.
1: i like did not put that together at all but the thing that I want to say that bothers me the most about John is he's just so pushy about how not pushy he's being. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. He's
2: like, oh, I'm willing to wait for you. You're worth the wait. I've been calling you. Do you not check your voicemail? I'll yeah. just keep filling up your phone box, whatever he called it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a good point. He is, he's like really pushy about insisting that he's not pushy.
0: It's like those nice guys that swear they're nice guys and then get mad when you don't date them or something. Yeah. Yeah, Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, definitely.
1: That's exactly what he is. Yeah. (laughs) He's the type that believes in the friend zone wholeheartedly.
0: Yeah. And And he's always like the victim of the friend zone or
1: something. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And then like Stuart just has a boring face. I swear, like, there are times where I'll see, like, screen grabs of him or just, like, actual video of him in the episode and his face does not change. And he should be going through an emotional moment. Like, when he runs into Dylan later, he's just like, Dylan, how are you? Yes, I have changed. Why does it matter to you? I'm just like, you guys are so boring. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Change your face.
1: I don't know. I can't not, like... Uh, I can't look at Stuart without seeing just, like, a sad little puppy who needs a family. And I just kind of want Jim and Cindy to adopt him. <laughs> yeah. he just needs love. Now, that
2: little boy, that little boy needs some therapy. He needs to learn to love himself and to love, like, everything going around him. Like, have, I guess, like, be able to forgive his parents or accept the relationship that he has with his parents. Before he can bring new relationships in. For sure. Totally agree. Um.
0: <laughs> but he's not even in this scene. No, he's not. I, I mean, basically, it's just John and Kelly in the end. Yeah, Kelly's not inviting him to the Walsh party, and John's upset. That's the end of that scene. But the next scene is basically like we're still at CEO, and Brandon has a big present for his parents. It looks like a picture of some sort. Um, and he runs into Andrea. And at this point, Andrea wants to introduce Brandon to Dan. And I didn't particularly find that scene interesting just because no. basically it's the, it's Brandon and Dan doing the classic like, oh, we can swap war stories type situation. I know. They're
2: literally talking over her because she's short. I mean, Brandon's short, but he's taller than her. Mm-hmm. But I also want to say, like, I have started Andrea Baby Bump Watch. Oh. Because she's in overalls. Panda Watch. so like it doesn't totally fit like uh, later in the episode when she's wearing the dress at the party it's like one of those like high-waisted dresses so Mm -hmm. like I feel like that's what they put people in on tv shows to like hide the first couple of months yeah so I'm noticing hey hey we'll keep an eye on that yeah no that's all I took out of that and then I was like did Brandon get his parents a poster for their anniversary (laughs) (laughs) like I just – I don't know. I don't get the whole, like, blown-up photo of yourself for a, a thing. And I think we've talked about this before maybe. We're like, I don't want to get a, a photo of myself yeah. for a gift. I want to get a photo of me and other people maybe. Sure. But, like, they've been married for 20 years. They have this photo everywhere.
0: Oh, yeah. That was definitely, like, their best photo and their favorite right? Like, cause they have it beside their bed. They've got like these in the montage in the beginning of the, which wasn't a thing in, in the show, but like, yeah, that's definitely like the show. If you're going to do that, do it of a, a picture that's still really good that you haven't seen a lot of maybe, or do a more candid one. I don't know. Also, But yeah, I'm on the same page. I don't necessarily want a giant picture
2: of me. Also, I need to just talk about the photo. Like, I don't have time to like bring that in when they find out what it is. Why would he get them a jigsaw puzzle that's already put
0: together and framed? (sighs) Because Brandon is not smarter than he is good looking. Or if he is, that means he is really not good looking. (laughs) Like, and I, when I finally saw the actual like
2: piece size, it was. Because he kept saying, like, oh, this is a jigsaw puzzle, and when they take it apart, it's going to take them forever to put it back together. And then I saw the actual size of the pieces, and I was like, I'm going to ask Caitlin how long this would take to put together, because you do puzzles, and I do not.
0: It would take that size puzzle. I mean, the fact that you already know what it is, and <sighs> and the pieces are huge. Piece, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I would think
2: that's like a 300 max. Max? I would say 200, honestly.
0: So then I'd probably say 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah half an hour. Yeah. Not the
1: rest of your marriage. <laughs> yeah.
0: Unless Brandon is a Unless. cynic.
2: <laughs> Brandon does not know how oh my God. <laughs> to make another new girl reference, Brandon is Winston. Aww. Winston, this is an almond. I can't wait to see what it is. Winston, it's on it's the on box. It's <laughs> a Japanese garden. God,
0: that is one of my favorite things. Puzzling, about to do some puzzling. He just takes his pants off. I just, I just love <laughs> it. But yeah, and <laughs> then after that, apparently Brandon sees Lucinda, and they share coffee. Not just they have a coffee on their own that they picked out, but apparently lines too long, and because Brandon's a literal child and can't stand in a long line, she's like. Oh, here, son, have a sip of mommy's.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but seriously, like, I think this scene that was not very long at all is where I wrote the most. (laughs) Nice. Because he, like, puts the, the picture down and he says, oh, I can't stay long because it's my parents' 20th anniversary party tonight and I have things to do for them. And then she says, as a woman and an anthropologist, I congratulate them for being able to put up with each other for that long. And I was just like, first of all, bold statement. Second of all, Brandon does know about the 17-year itch and Dottie.
1: So mm. weird.
2: Mm. Um, third of all, has she just recently been broken up with? Because that's really inappropriate to say to this random guy. Like, True. And then, yeah, she goes to share his coffee and he takes a sip and he's like, oh, I actually don't like coffee. Then why'd you take a sip? Exactly. Why'd you agree to a coffee date if you don't like coffee? Like, agree to a
0: date. And then don't keep saying, I'm going to drink coffee. This is like, he wants to be whatever she wants him to be, but then is like, oh, wait, my like my individualism is too high. I can't not be me. <laughs> now,
2: this is like, I feel like we haven't seen Flirty Brandon in a while.
0: We sure haven't. Like,
2: <laughs> I almost kind of missed it.
0: I did, but then this stuff, the other stuff happens, which we're very close to. Yeah, because,
2: like, I think the only thing in between that and actually getting ready for the party is just finding out that the babysitter is nowhere to be found, and David has to take care of baby Aaron, like, mm-hmm. for real realsies, rather than just, like, hang out while a babysitter's there.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah. And the only other thing is we're reminded that Donna and David still are not having sex, and... It annoys David to the point where he's, you know, like she's asking him what to what she should wear and he's like, well, they're fine, but I'd really like to see you like with nothing on or something like that. And she's just like, David, that's not what I asked. And like, I can understand that frustration at times, like maybe not for that specific question, but like if you're already running late for something or you're already stressed about something and you ask your significant other a question and they give you something that's in left field or just not helpful at all, it's like stop it just answer my question like i totally get that no i just
2: like i get like that they're making the david sexual frustration a whole thing and this is probably the first scene that i really is like they're almost definitely like fooling around up until the point
0: yeah like
2: so david get over yourself right tell her to wear the apples or the white dress exactly she looked really cute in the white dress but i really kind of wanted to see the apples i did too
1: because
2: like she looks so good in flowers all the time and i was like that just feels like something for Donna.
1: I sincerely thought that dress had tomatoes on it. I think, <laughs> I think it did have tomatoes now that you say that. I think you're right. I really oh. wanted it to be tomatoes and I really wanted her to wear it because right? like when are you going to have another chance to wear a tomato dress to a 20th anniversary party? Right? Like I would True. wear a tomato dress. I might easily. get a tomato dress for my cousin's wedding in December. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it'll be apples. Maybe it'll be tomatoes.
1: <laughs> anyway, now I'm trying
2: to picture like how, where could you find a long sleeve tomato
1: dress?
0: Because H H&M. and
1: tried to Google it and Google auto filled tomato dressing, so <laughs> <laughs> so nowhere.
0: <laughs> oh, Donna's one of a kind. She truly is. But yeah, so then we continue on with the day and it seems like Brandon's just like running late the whole day or something because for some reason he drops off the present at Dylan's. Presumably so his parents wouldn't see it, but it's like, hide it in your closet. I don't know. And yeah, we find out it's a jigsaw puzzle, blah, 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 blah. We find out about the David thing and then Brandon and Brenda are both at the Walsh house and they kind of opine about how hard it is to be happily married for 20 years and Brenda then takes the opportunity to ask him, like, what he thinks of Stuart and, like, if, you know, he likes him and, like, all this kind of stuff. But the best part of the scene is that we get an Emily Valentine reference. I know. And so uh,
2: Scott Wasserman and Jessica Klein wrote this episode. And, I mean, they do so much on this show. So it's, like, not even worth really digging into what episodes they've done. Mm -hmm. Although I will say they basically owned – The Emily Valentine arc. Oh, okay. Yeah, they wrote the episode where she's first introduced. They wrote the episodes where, like, I think it was the Hello Day episode where, Mm -hmm. like, they were really mean to her. They wrote the Euphoria episode. They were, um, like, story editors on a ton of other episodes that they're in. Yeah, okay, story story editor on Euphoria in the next 50 years. So, like, they do hard hitters. And they did all of Emily Valentine,
0: basically. Wow. So when I heard that, I was like, that makes sense now. It definitely makes sense. I mean, because, like, otherwise, Brandon could just say that, like, the last relationship I was in was a bad one. Or that he hasn't been in a good relationship or something. Yeah, and I even think they might have written the episode the last time where
2: he was like, are you related to Emily Valentine? I don't know, but... Emily Valentine mentions usually mean Scott Wasserman and Jessica Klein. Makes sense. Anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. like, I like I guess twin talk is needed, but to, I think, I don't remember if Brandon actually says it, but I think he's kind of like, I don't really know the guy. Which is fair because neither does Brenda. Like I yeah. just want to be like, Brenda, what is Stuart's middle name? I know. I wrote down at some point in my notes, not at this point, point but later on, And I'm like, there's got to be so many things they don't know about each other. Like, yeah, like, what's their middle names? What is their favorite food? What are they allergic to? You know, like, things that you would just know from being with somebody for long periods of time. Yeah. Like,
2: you know, kind of, I guess, you know, not really a parallel, but kind of a parallel is Andrea finding out after they've been sleeping together that Dan isn't romantic. Yeah. Like, That's just, you know, you don't have to jump into something so fast because maybe something like that comes up where she wants to be wooed and he's not wooing. Or, like, maybe Brenda really likes cruises
0: and Stuart hates them. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But for real, though, because there's some things, like, I mean, you learn after being with somebody for a long period of time, there are some things that are deal breakers and you know make you not want to be with that person but then there's other things that you're annoyed with sure but they're not deal breakers but you have to get to that point like you know nate leaves the sponge in the sink after washing dishes and doesn't put it up in the little holder and it drives me bananas but do i want to divorce them over it absolutely not there's there's just certain things you learn with being with somebody that's beyond even just the favorite color or what you're allergic to things like that mm-hmm. that that they just don't they're not even close to those things.
2: Yeah. No, that's like <laughs> you said that. And I just my mind flashed to my living room right now. There is the LaCroix can that is empty because John had one with lunch and he finished it. And he put it on the coffee table. And he never threw it out. And it's just been sitting there and I'm just thinking about it. And like he's opened one since
0: then. <laughs> like, do you not see the can on the coffee table? It's Like it drives you insane. But not a deal breaker.
2: No, like, <laughs> if I go out there after this, I'll just put it in the recycling instead. Exactly. Well, yeah. like, yeah, it's been a thing today where I was just like, I'm just going to leave it and see when he puts it away.
0: Oh, same. I do that all the time. Or then sometimes, you know, I'll just be in uh, in the kitchen and, like, we'll cross paths and I'm like, I look over to the sink <laughs> to see if he watches my gaze and puts it back. And that usually doesn't happen. He doesn't really pay that much attention <laughs> Oh, yeah. No,
2: like, I know things like that are futile, and I have to, like, say something of, like, we should clean up the coffee table.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you should
0: clean still, up the coffee table. Still passive aggressive. <laughs> but it's it's a little more direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But oh, man. It's
2: neither here nor there, because Brenda's actually very direct, because then you find out that, like, Brandon doesn't have the present, and she's like, you didn't pick it up.
1: Like, she's just
2: straight into it of like, you failed. And he's like, Mm -hmm. no, I picked it up. It's just at Dylan's house. And I love that she's like, well, you have to go get it because I wanted to give it to them before the guests get here. You know
0: that. I was like, just have Dylan come over early. Right. Like, this whole leaving the present at Dylan's made zero sense to me. Either, yeah, have him bring it over early. Or bring it home when you know Jim and Cindy aren't going to be there watching you come in and just put it in the garage or put it in your room or something. Yeah, like, they are busy today. They're not going to notice.
2: Exactly. And, yeah, I mean, the whole point of having it at Dylan's house was so that Brandon would go over and have to break in and so that Dylan would essentially suffer from, like, a PTSD episode. Like, very clearly upset by what is happening here.
0: Absolutely. And I'm just going to gloss over you know, the Grandma Jim and the gift and, like, all that, because it's not really that important. Because, yeah, Brandon's like, crazy driving over to Dylan's to pick up the present, knocks on the door real hard, just using the door knocker, it seems, does not ring the doorbell. He sees the present in the window. He's like, "Mm, it's right there! But he's not hearing my knocks! So he, like, runs around to the back of the house, because then we see a shot of Dylan in the shower, I think. Everything above. <laughs> <laughs> and he obviously can't hear. So Brandon goes to the side, back side of the house to try to... That door is not unlocked. But thank God Dylan's open toolbox is just right there. Because otherwise, I don't know how Brandon would have thought to break into this house except using his bare fist. Giving that window a knuckle sandwich. So he picks up a wrench. It's like, hmm. Yep, this is hefty. Feels right. Breaks the window. Breaks breaks the window. Break shatters the the window. No longer exists. And just like,
2: what the fuck, Brandon? <laughs> also, why does Brandon not have a key to Dylan's house? Explain why, to me why the Walshes do not keep a spare key to Dylan's house because Dylan is basically one of their kids by now.
0: Why didn't Brandon call Dylan? Before he left the house, said, hey, buddy, I got to pick up the present. I'll be there in 10. And if
2: if you have to break the window, which you don't, (laughs) but if you're going to, once it's broken, keep talking. Yeah. Like, Dylan, it's me. I'm putting my hand in here. I'm not robbing you because you just got robbed. This is Brandon.
0: (laughs) Brandon Walsh. How the hell are you, or whatever he says? I never. How the heck what are ya? <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> never no
0: remember what he says. Actually, I don't
2: think he ever. I think we said that because he's <laughs> he's like Brandon Walsh, regular guy. Great, like Brandon Walsh, regular guy here, just coming to pick up my regular parents' present. Like, yeah, like. <sighs> Because he breaks the window and then he doesn't say anything. And then it takes him forever to unlock that door when, like, he broke the window right next to the lock. His baby little tiny hands are like, where's the lock? I can't get to the lock. I know. I feel like he's like, I worked out today. My hands are too strong for this lock. (laughs) I'm so sore. I can't reach. But, like, yeah, he breaks it. Dylan hears the shattered glass while shaving, which really freaked me out. I was like, ugh. I don't – I have fears of, like, When John's, like, cleaning up his beard and I walk Mm -hmm. past, I just have this fear that, like, I don't know. I'm going to trip over my own foot, hit him, knock him into the mirror. He's going to cut his neck. Like,
0: insane fears. (laughs) I do not like watching people shave. Especially around, like, the Adam's apple. Mm -hmm. I feel That's, like, the equivalent of, like, the ankle for me. Like, in because I've, who, man, I've taken a chunk out of my ankle before and – At this point, I'm like, oh, yeah, I cut myself almost every time because I'm just (laughs) fucking clumsy. But, yeah, no, I totally get that fear. And, yeah, Dylan's shaving. He hears it. He's immediately scared. Like, it's not one of those, like, tough guys scared, you know, like where he's like, oh, nobody breaks into my house. It's like genuine fear. Yeah.
2: And he should be. Mm -hmm. Like, this makes so much sense. You're like, he goes and gets the gun from underneath the newspaper. Like, sir, you need
0: a gun safe. Or literally just like a drawer at this point would work. That's not the top of your kitchen table.
2: But like he watches the hand, unlock the door, start to open the door. And that's when he announces that he has a gun. And I'm just like, why are you waiting so long? Have a conversation. Maybe if you say I have a gun, you scare the person if they're breaking in before they come into the house. Right. And then Brandon waits until he is into the house before he says like it's
0: Brandon, don't shoot. This is the part that bugs. Me. Not just the breaking into the house cuz obviously that bugged me a little bit, but we're past that at this point. This is the thing that bugs me next. Because Brandon getting mad at Dylan, that's predictable. That's yelly Brandon, he never does anything wrong. You're always the one that messes up. I did the thing right, even if it was, like, a wrong thing to do. I did it because it was right at the time. Whatever. That's predictable. The first thing Dylan accuses, I mean, Brandon accuses Dylan of is not having an alarm system.
2: Oh, my favorite part now is when, out of nowhere, Brandon brings up his father's death. Oh, yeah. He's like, hey, I know your dad got blown a bit, but you need to calm down. I'm sorry. I what? <laughs> I, I wrote it down because I was just like, I know they stole your car. I know it was scary. I know your dad got blown away, but this isn't the answer, man. And I was like, first of all, his father blowing up because he was turning over state's evidence has nothing to do with Br- Dylan getting carjacked. Thanks for bringing up that drama. He's only just now dealing with it. Uh- Brandon. What the fuck? And then Dylan is just like, you're right, man. I know. I have to get rid of this gun. How do you get rid of a gun?
0: You throw it in the ocean. Yo, please do not throw a gun in the ocean. I'm fully convinced that once Brandon said, I'm smarter than I am good looking, the episode was like, we're going to prove that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, seriously, at every point, Brandon's an idiot here. I know. I feel like
2: fox came in and was like actually studies have shown that girls want stupid and hot
0: (laughs) so they want a himbo is what they want (laughs) (laughs) but and i get it like yeah sure like brandon's mad that dylan has a gun but also just last episode he wasn't mad or freaked out that Dylan was interested in a gun. Because even to Kelly, when Kelly was the one bringing up the concern, Brandon was like, so what? Guns are hobbies. I used to hunt in Minnesota when I also played hockey and basketball. And did you know I could have won state? Like, what? You know, like, he he was, like, almost four guns. And now he's like, hey, nope, not until you turn one on me. That's bad, Dylan, bad. Like, I get he's mad about it, but he was so for it an episode ago. You broke into his house, dude. No, no,
2: (laughs) truly. Yeah. That's my favorite part is like all of this leading up. Brandon's just like, I don't have a problem with Dylan liking guns. And then he finds out that, you know, it's illegal to own one under 21. He's like, okay, we'll go check on him. And then Dylan's like, no, I'm not interested in in guns. And Brandon's like, okay, cool. Bye. Yeah. And then the next episode when Dylan has a gun,
0: he's just like, I had no idea you would get a gun. Yeah, what? You said you weren't into, you trickster. <laughs> <sighs> he baffles me. No, he
2: baffles it's, me. I mean, it's definitely one of those things that I feel like we have seen repeatedly where if someone tells Brandon something, he will take it for truth until it has been proved otherwise to his eyes. Totally. And like. totally. But yeah, like they have two seconds of a heart to heart and that's really it because the rest of the episode we spend at the party.
0: Yeah, which is good because I'm glad everything is just in this one scenario and we can just, like, bounce around to the different, like, couples or groups of people.
2: Yeah, because, yeah, the first couple that we see is Brenda getting that dress on that I don't like and Stuart comes in and is just like, let's just stay up here all night. And, you know, whatever. Like, this was cute. Him being like, oh, you look so beautiful. kisses your neck because, like, I like like that. (laughs) Uh Do you? (laughs) But I, I really loved Brenda's little, like, zip it up, not down. And then the yeah. eyes.
0: I know. Like, I'm telling you, like, I don't care that Shannon Doherty was a diva. She's great. She's so good. <laughs> I loved that she's, like, looking at him in the mirror
2: being like, zip it up, not down. And then there's, like, that slow eye close. And then she turns and looks at him. It's like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: oh, I felt that one. Right. <laughs> like- oh if only she (laughs) Ariel could have been Stewart (laughs) oh if I if I was Stewart she wouldn't have hesitated (laughs) she would have said
0: yes please
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah because in the next couple we see we see two because we see Andrea show up with Dan and introduce him to Steve is this the flying cannonball
0: and Celeste Dude, Celeste, though, I was like, hold on, I thought they broke up. I got so excited. I flew right past the cannonball line because I was like eyes locked on Celeste because I thought she was gone. I truly thought we were done with her,
2: but I love her and I miss her. I know. I wish she wasn't set dressing again. (laughs) I know. Because like literally after they get engaged and you know, Brenda's showing everyone the ring. All the other girls are in front of Brenda and Celeste is just, like, tall Celeste behind
0: Brenda. <laughs> like, know. hello, what do you have over there? Oh, is that a ring down there? <laughs> Can I see it some more, please? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they got a little British. We We are doing that. It's like the weird, again, Atlantic mixed with 20s mixed with, like, Emily Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because you said we'll take the lot oh probably that's where i am but yeah we're just
2: in that space (laughs) this is the conversation where they're like oh my god can you believe married for 20 years and then dan's just like i don't even believe in marriage and like andrea
0: is just like wait a minute i didn't know that and she's like clearly downtrodden by this like she's very much like oh oh well and like He does make it weird. He's like,
2: ask me again in five years. And it's like, five years of you dating or like break up and come back in five years and see if you're willing to have a serious relationship that results in marriage.
0: Right. And like, and I'm not trying to say like, homie, you know, you're old. So five years, like you'd be a lot old. Like, I'm not trying to make anyone get married at a young age just because I got married at kind of a young age. Like people all the time when I was at work. And, like, even now, like, the people I work with now, like, when I said it was my anniversary, they're like, oh, how long have you been married? And I was like, four years, you know, this coming Thursday. And they're like, oh, wow, four years. And, like, I, I guess maybe because I look younger, but to me, Dan is probably at least 20. I'd put him at, like, 24. Four? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. So five years would be almost 30, which I guess, but, like, in the 90s, it was not typical to wait to get married it was like very typical to have younger marriages because look at the walshes like they're still jim and cindy are still pretty young and they've got college age kids now yeah so
2: yeah no i'm pretty sure like if you did the math like cindy would have been pregnant by now yeah but i mean like it just it's neither here nor there i guess because i think the other side of it you know because andrea then spends the rest of the night being like he's not romantic he doesn't have a romantic bone in his body like you cannot want to get married and still be romantic.
0: Yeah, I think she's starting to do that thing where um, if you always look for something wrong, you find it, you know, like she's just trying to build up all these reasons why she shouldn't be with Dan instead mm-hmm. of like remembering the reasons why she likes him so much. Um, but also one thing, too, like I know we usually talk about Andrea's hair this season because it's very mom. I really miss her curly hair. Yes.
2: Yes. Because it's all been
0: like very straight so far with her little teased bangs. But I really miss her curly hair. I really miss her curly hair.
2: And I think with like both the hair going on and then she's in that like floor length dress, but it's got three quarter sleeves. And then every other girl is in like strappy sleeves. Yeah. Like strappy dresses, no sleeves. I was just Mm -hmm. like, she looks older than them. It's true. She does. Like they could still have given her a long dress to like start to hide the tummy and like had straps i don't true. understand why the wardrobe like pretty consistently seems to single her out who knows they, they sell inexpensive strappy dresses
0: yeah true
2: uh, but like this is the part so all of these people are starting to show up kelly and dylan show up at the same time but not together because this is where they show up and like Kelly's giving him grief about like, oh, what's in that box? A pearl handled, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about how beautiful she looks, and that she's trying to torture him. And she's like, oh, well, I am, or whatever they say. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not feeling this. Let's yeah, the vibes off. Yeah, like, y'all just broke up.
0: Yeah, it's think- like they're trying too hard to be like over it. You yeah, know? they're trying too hard to be okay
2: with each other. Which either tells me that you were fine with the breakup and mm-hmm. that you should have just been, like, flirty friends. Right. Or what? Because, like, you know, Kelly, when she's talking to Andrea later, is like, oh, we have, you know, the most fire, but we can't seem to make it work. It's like, yeah, I could see that.
0: Yeah, yeah Totally. At least we have Kelly back in her signature red. So. I know she looked good in that dress. She just—that's her best color. It I'm convinced really it's either that deep red or like a really deep blue, like, like a like sapphire royal blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so then you know Kelly's like, "Would it be weird if we like walked in together?" And Dylan's like, "Who cares?" Because you know that's just Dylan. And they walk in, nobody notices, and then um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, no one even notices. No one notices. No one cares. No one cares, literally. And David and Donna show up, and David brought baby Aaron. And then this is when Kelly turns around, and is like, "Oh my God, Aaron, what are you doing here?" And then Jackie's right there, and that works. You know, thank God she can at least like take care of her child instead of David. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron's freaking adorable because this is when she does the no, and it's so cute. <laughs> and then <laughs> this is pretty much where um, Jackie finds out about Mel. Like, why he's not here. Yeah. Yeah, because she's
2: like, oh, baby Aaron, like, kind of has a fever. I need to call Mel. And David's like, well, he left a number, but he's in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And then Jackie leaves with baby Aaron because she's probably sick. And then she's just like, you can tell your father that he'll be hearing from my lawyer.
0: Which, rightfully so. Rightfully so.
2: Horribly inappropriate to tell his son to tell him.
0: Very true. Yes, yes, yes. As I've mentioned, a child of divorce. It's not a badge I wear proudly, but it's one I wear. (laughs) And I was put in the middle like all the time, like from the moment my parents were fighting, which was every moment I can remember in my entire childhood, to the point where they stopped seeing each other and actually got divorced, always my sister and I were just like thrown right in the middle. Tell your mother this, tell your father this, tell your mother this, tell your mother that. Your mother does this bad. Your father does this bad. Your mother sucks. Your your father sucks. Like whatever it was. Which is- and I guarantee like if both my, well, they would both have to admit to doing that, but I guarantee today they would both regret it. If they admitted that they did that, they would both be like, yeah, that was a horrible thing to do, especially because me and my sister, when they got divorced, we were like seven years old. So it was not a fun time. Like, it's just not good. You, you, as much as you want to be passive aggressive and you want to avoid the person that you hate, you don't do that to your kids. And I just really fear for Aaron because like, at least with David and Kelly, they're older so they can absorb it better. But little baby Aaron's like two years old here. So That's the thing. Like,
2: I feel like however old she is, because, yeah, she does feel like she's two. I just don't know children well enough. Yeah. But, like, and, again, I don't know children well enough, so this is absolute conjecture. But I feel like some of this is going to sink into her, and she's going to remember the fighting, and she's going to remember the tension. And I don't think Jackie and Mel are ever going to really get to a place where they can talk to each other like Mm -hmm. adults. So at some point, she's going to be the one of, like, you tell your father this. Yeah. And, like... That's just, you know, I know divorce is really hard. You're hurting. Like, you feel like you need to get that hurt out, but it is so inappropriate to put that on your children. And like, yeah, when you're not in the moment, you probably realize what you've done later.
0: Right. Or at least you hope so, right? You hope so, yeah. You regret it and you realize it was bad. But yeah, I think the thing is, too, is like, if you're not going to be civil with, I guess, your ex... I, I guess you just have to figure it out. Like yeah. you're also adults. Like it's one thing to hate each other, but you got to be there for it, like for your kids or whatever, because like you do share this human being and you're going to have to cross paths eventually, unless one of them just takes off. Right. And, and moves completely out of state or just like far away. Um, whatever that is. Yeah. I mean, my parents weren't civil with each other until I got married. So that was like, uh, 20 years of not being civil with each other and having to be either the go-between or see fights all the way through, like, my entire childhood. Like, that's horrible. And I realized, like, when I was getting married, there was this one thing and that was happening. And basically, we were, like, visiting a venue, and there were way too many people there. We invited way too many people to come along and look at this venue with us, mostly because we have eight parents to deal with. That's really why. But... My mom and my dad both realized that I was getting stressed out. Like they could see it in my face, they could tell. So I had gone to kind of walk away for a little bit. Both of them came over to me. And I, of course, got a little anxious. I was like, "Oh crap, they're going to start arguing about what they think is right instead of just asking me what I want." But luckily, they just were like normal. And I was like, "Man, what could life have been like if y'all had just realized this like 15 years earlier anyway I could go on you can cut all of this out but poor baby Aaron. <laughs> yeah no it's
2: it's gonna be hard for her and yeah. I like you know we already have 10 seasons to watch so I don't know that we'll necessarily podcast the new show but I do want to watch the new show because I know Aaron Silver's in it and I just want to like I want to hope that she grows up well adjusted. And I also realized, I don't know when, I think I might have known this and forgot it, but Grant Gustin is in 90210. Yeah. Oh, my Lanza? I saw a video that was just like Grant Gustin in 90210. And I was like, The Flash himself?
0: Oh, my Lanza. I want to see that. Also, Ted is in 90210. So he's Uh a main character.
1: Oh he's like the
0: main He's the Brandon, I think, te- like technically. Oh my gosh. Or no, he's not He's not the Brandon. Yeah, I would definitely want to talk about it because Aaron Silver rocks. I right, love guys. her.
1: I love her so much. Also, <laughs> um, yeah, I just really like that show. All right. Well, in three years, when we finish <laughs> this show,
2: we can talk about doing another two years of podcasting.
1: Maybe by then it'll be streaming somewhere, and I don't think it'll take us as long to get through it, because it's not as long of a show.
2: Yeah, it's only five seasons, and I have to assume that they don't still do 32-episode seasons, but, like, I'm just thinking, I think we're on, like, episode 88 out of 293. So... Guys, we cut a while before we can even think about baby Aaron as a teenager.
0: <laughs> we literally have until baby Aaron gets to high school I know. in real life. I was going to say, it's going to be real time. Yeah. Hey, we could kick this up a notch. I mean, we keep saying it at times that we want to build up another backlog, but hey, you know, maybe one day we'll do it and then fly through 200 episodes like that. I was going to say, <laughs> apparently, I'm not leaving my house anytime soon. Yeah, same so anyway enough personal <laughs> drama let's get back to this episode because basically like we're it's those wide shots and those shots of like everybody dancing and having a good time um and this is an interesting part too because we see i think it's it's definitely brenda and stewart dancing mm-hmm. um who else was dancing somebody else there's a couple other couples that i are dancing. because i feel like
2: the majority of the rest of the episode really just focuses on Brenda and Stuart. So like, yeah, I did not clock anything else other than what was focused on Brenda and Stuart. Cause like, this is where Dylan is talking to Brandon and reveals that he knows Stuart from the scene and the scene (laughs) and that he wouldn't want him dating my sister. And I was just like, what is going on? Like, I just, I guess I keep forgetting that like, dylan was a 14 year old alcoholic who went out and partied all the time
0: i was just about to comment about that because it's like i'm thinking about the scene we knew dylan when he was 16 and apparently the scene happened before he was 16 Mm -hmm. so i'm like what the hell was dylan into and that would have made stewart because stewart's six years older so that would have made him like 20 yeah which like i don't know i guess the thing is
2: like Dylan knows that he has changed and like he still has some struggles but like he dated Brenda for a while Mm -hmm. and like I don't know I guess like there's not a lot of benefit of the doubt here which I kind of feel like you know AA teaches that you have to seek forgiveness and you have to accept things for yourself and all of these things so I'm like I mean Dylan's just jealous Like, yeah, it's because it's Brenda but I was just like Dylan what is happening I know and then Stuart gives that very short toast and is like, I've only known the Walshes for like 10 days, but I love them because Stuart's just throwing that word around. You know what? Stuart is shooting his shot here. He really? And it it kind of works because I love when like uh, Cindy's mom and dad are behind Cindy and Jim and are like just there and then Jim's mom Pushes past them in between Jim and Cindy and are like, look at that guy that Brenda's got. Like she is bought in and she's just like, they need to get married. And I love Jim and Cindy being like, she needs an education. (laughs)
0: yeah they're such on the same page it's amazing and also uh grandma cindy is in the background just massive eye rolling at the whole thing honestly i could not i did not
2: see jim's mom say anything like i knew she did it but i was just watching cindy's mom in the background being like yes she does need an education and you should not be telling an 18 year old to get married it is 1993 whatever your name is exactly
0: and apparently Grandma Jim is just excellent at this whole foreshadowing thing because Stuart's like, hey, Brenda, can I, like, talk to you in private or something real quick? And she's like, uh-huh. And they go somewhere in private, but it was, like, indoor-outdoor, which I, think it was, I like, don't think we'd seen that part of that wash house before. So with the, like, archway,
2: I kind of got the feeling it was their front porch, and we just, like, haven't been that far onto the porch Yeah, that makes sense. Like, we're usually, like, right in the doorway, and they went to, like, you know how you walk up to houses, and there's maybe some chairs? Like, that's where Mm -hmm. they were. Good point. Yeah. That's when he pulls out that giant ring, and she's just like, we've only known each other for two weeks. Gets down on one knee. he's like, yeah, I get that, but, you know, whatever. I want to marry you, Brenda. He keeps saying it. And then, yeah, so I, I wrote, in all caps, what the fuck, Stuart? It's been two weeks. And then in parentheses in italics sparkle sparkle and then what the fuck brenda because she says yes she sure does and then like (laughs) we get a little scene with kelly and andrea talking but i kind of want to talk about that a little bit later because i just need to like keep going because stewart's like let's go tell everyone so they do and Mm -hmm. jim and cindy look like Uh, their stomachs fell out of their butts totally and like they want to announce it at that party and I was like this is like getting engaged at someone's wedding exactly this is totally that it is so inappropriate and then it's grandma jim right that like runs in and is like I have to announce this
0: I haven't learned that grandma jim outside of the gift of the wedding bands to jim and like actually being like your really good son and a really good husband to cindy grandma jim sucks grandma jim like
2: watching her in that very first scene i was just like thank god my in-laws are not like this yeah like i don't think i've ever cooked for my mother-in-law but like that's not we don't have arguments of like well she doesn't like my cooking right that just doesn't it's not
0: that it's not that stereotypical like hate your in-laws situation yeah which i always hated like why why would you like marry a person where you hate their family yeah if you don't get along
2: with their family that's an issue
0: yeah because like who do you think your significant other came from and like like, you're gonna spend holidays together
2: every year yeah like god forbid like when you have grandkids they're gonna
0: want to see them and you can't
2: that's a whole thing
0: Oh, trust me, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it's just like they all want to announce it, and everybody's like, "Um, you said Brenda, right? Like, you're you you and Brenda are getting married." And I loved everyone's faces.
2: <laughs> yeah, like all the girls are just like, "Wait, what? What are you serious?" <laughs> hmm. Like, and then yeah, they all come running over to look at her ring, and they're like, "You didn't tell us!" Like, that's how this works yeah (laughs) it's a surprise guys (laughs) I feel like nine times out of ten you like you might have an idea that it's coming Mm -hmm. but you don't know when it's gonna happen
0: yeah you don't know exactly like when where how what like like yeah you might have an inkling in your relationship you're nearing the point where you're getting proposed to but like yeah, you don't know. And and then, yeah, it's the Kelly, Donna, and Andrea like skedaddling over to Brenda, which is adorable. And oh. then, yeah, here's Tall Celeste <laughs> just, like, just behind her ear, like, oh, hello, my pretty. Which
2: is you that know? you've got that? <laughs> exactly. I don't Apple. know. I,
0: I don't know why I've
2: decided she is just like a fairy tale villain. Oh, darling. <laughs>
0: Won't you glimmer that over to me now?
2: I mean, I haven't heard Celeste speak in like four weeks. So as far as I know, that's
0: what comes out. Maybe she's taking some acting classes and <laughs> just working on some accents. Like, who knows? Like, oh, my God, darling. That's sparkle, <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> but yeah, and then we see stupid Brandon say well, she's pulled some doozies in the past, but this one really takes the cake, doesn't it? And I was like, Brandon, you just broke into your best friend's house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
0: my favorite is that like, yeah, after they've announced it
2: and everybody's looked at the ring, she and Stuart are dancing again and Brandon goes to cut in and Brenda's like, you never dance. And he's like, I'm making an exception here because you're making a huge mistake.
0: Yeah, it's like, bruh, you just like, you could be arrested for a and e right now. Brenda fell in love.
1: (laughs) Like, what was Brenda going to do if Dylan did have an alarm system and the fucking police showed up? It's like, no, don't worry. I'm just here to pick up this puzzle of my parents. i really though he like he blames
0: dylan for not having an alarm system but benefits from dylan not having an (laughs) alarm system oh my
2: god can you imagine a second time that jim and cindy are trying to do something romantic together and they get a call about brandon being in jail (laughs) oh my god somehow it would be brenda's fault because she'd be right there and they'd be like brenda
1: why didn't you help him go get the puzzle yeah. Brenda, how could you get engaged? Look what you made your brother do. <laughs> Don't you see how this is
0: affecting him? <laughs> he's acting out because he's worried about you. God, that would be that. I mean, le- even later on, like, so basically, the rest of the party, Dylan, because uh, I want to get to this one part, but like, Dylan sees Stuart and they, you know, they lock eyes and Dylan gives. Stuart, the, like, threatening masculine speech while sipping, you guessed it, coffee. Mm -hmm. And Stuart has no emotion on his face, and he's like, whatever, bro. And then there's that little thing about Andre getting drinks, and she talks to the bartender, and he's immediately like, oh, my God, I love love, and everyone should be loved and and have love in return. And, (laughs) like, that's great. And his name is Jesse, so you can't name a person and not have them, you know, show up again. So there's that little spoiler. But afterwards... When they're talking about it, Brandon's even like, yeah, Brenda, what did you do tonight? Like, trying to make a quick exit. I know. Like, bro, chill. He's not helpful.
2: No. And I think, like, I don't think this is what the writers were going for, but I do truly think he's like, I need to get Brenda under as much hot water as possible because as soon as they find out what I did at Dylan's house, Mm -hmm. this is all coming back on me exactly and then yeah like for some reason he's like i wonder what would happen if i took out
0: a piece of the puzzle in the middle of the puzzle he's one of those guys that would walk into a grocery store and there's a giant display of like canned vegetables and he's like oh i wonder what happens when you pull the one in the middle out and it all comes tumbling down like that
2: is brandon no this is like brandon is cuter than he is smart
0: (laughs) we've like unequivocally proved it in this episode yeah it's like, here's the thesis, or like, here's the, the, the question. Is Brandon smarter than he is uh, good looking? And then we spend the entire episode building like case by case by case. We've got all the evidence. In conclusion. <laughs> In this episode, I will
2: prove. hmm I do want to point out that I feel like Jesse named too many things to cry at. Like, I get that this man works for a catering company as, like, a bartender, but he's like, I cry at weddings, I cry at funerals, I cry at quinceaneras, I cry at bar mitzvahs, I cry at bat mitzvahs, I cry at 4th <laughs> of July barbecues, I cry at Easter, I cry at Passover, <laughs> I cry at birthday parties. There was this one
0: commercial about an insurance company that I cried at. It's like the list could have gone on, and i probably have been like, Wow. You cry a lot, bro. I know. And she <laughs> smiles. And he's like, you have a beautiful
2: smile. I just want him to start crying. But your smile is just so beautiful. Right. It goes through I, your
1: eyes. Did I mention I cry at really pretty smiles? <laughs> I wrote down in my notes, I am this bartender. He fucking loves love and crying. <laughs> I mean, if the shoe fits, you know, like... <laughs> He's a good bartender.
0: He's taller than Andrea. Like, he's, so far he's checking some boxes.
2: He's a horrible bartender because he's like, can I see your ID? And she's like, what? And he's like, I'm just kidding. He's
1: like, no. Well, that was my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, really? Really? Look at this. I, mean, I, am, I am not 18. The- <laughs> I am the oldest one here. <laughs> I swear that was a joke that they just put there also the fact that she was like two champagnes no one champagne and one punch (laughs) I was like this is because you're telling us she's pregnant yeah yeah right no
2: I heard that and I was just like why are you not drinking champagne Andrea right (laughs) but yeah I think so I think the last thing that I want to talk about Before, like, the very end of the episode. Because I guess that's just, like, Jim and Cindy dance. And, oh, sorry. Jim makes a comment to Cindy that he thinks Brenda said yes because of the ring. And I was like, that is quite the opinion you have of your daughter. (laughs) Jim Walsh.
0: (laughs) Like, Hmm. wow, sir. So do do you think he said that because he thinks that she's a gold digger? Or, this is a different, I don't know that we've thought of Brenda like this before, but, like, that she would get the ring, break up with him, and then go sell that thing.
1: She got distracted by the sparkly (laughs) thing and said yes. (laughs) Ah, okay, so it's uh, option C, she
0: dumb and gets distracted easily.
2: (laughs) I mean, there is no right answer out of this. Like, if we open the next episode with them talking at the breakfast table and he says this, we're not finishing that conversation. She's gone.
0: She's like staring at the ring and he's like, Brenda. And it's like in that like fishbowl, you know, like muted like. No, no, no. We see it reflected in the ring. Yes. 45 yeah, gems. Yeah. Oh my God. 45 gems. <laughs>
1: Sparkly gems. The, the cinematography. They wouldn't even know how to handle it. <laughs> I don't know. They did a really good job on Brandon's sweat droplets this episode. It's oh, true. my God. It's like, it's like the opposite. We'll just have one sparkle and a million gems. Exactly. one Brandon and lots of sparkly drops. Just Aww.
0: like reverse engineer that and you've got exactly the shot we're looking for. <laughs> it was so much.
2: But yeah. Okay. The only reason I wanted to talk about this one other thing when Kelly and Andrea are like touching up in Brenda's room is so Andrea says, I thought I might be in love with him but he's more cerebral than i am he doesn't have a romantic bone in his body and then she says how long is it supposed to take before i feel the earth move and all i could think of was like is andrea not orgasming oh definitely not like that is definitely where i didn't go for love i went for like she's having bad sex yeah
0: well yeah yeah like both but she's having bad sex Yeah, because I could, I mean, because think about it, like, especially if this is, like, her first time and her first sexual experience, because, like, obviously the show's not, like, made a stance on self-pleasure and everything. So it's, like, you can assume this is her first go-around with the big bad sex issue. So it's very likely that she wasn't sure what to expect. She only... Had, like, anatomical, you know, and, like, what she learned in sex ed in high school. And it's very possible that she did not have an orgasm and was just like, huh, okay, well, you know, maybe next time. And the next time she's like, huh, okay, well, you know, maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> and it just keeps happening. And then she's like, wait, we're not,
2: like, there's no foreplay. There's nothing going on. Like, she can't find it. Like, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, because, like, the first time I can... I can totally see her, depending on, you know, her sexual education, being like, well, you're not supposed to orgasm the first time, because it's your first time, and, like, that's fine. It's just weird. It just happens, whatever. But, like, I did it. I'm a new person. Mm -hmm. And then after, like, the next two times, she's like,
0: so that's it. Right. Huh. Okay. And then she gets the bomb that he, like, doesn't believe in marriage, and she's like, Okay, so let me get this straight. I'm not pleased. And also, he's not going to want to marry me. So now I'm realizing maybe we're not on the same page. Because,
2: yeah, like when Kelly responds and is like, oh, you know, we have all the chemistry in the world and we can't make it work. I was like, oh, y'all have bomb sex. But then yeah, like, yeah, afterwards, yeah. you're just like, so uh, I saw a book on your nightstand. <laughs> That's cool. I also read.
0: <laughs> I have read a book before. <laughs> just like, uh, what's on
2: your uh, calendar for tomorrow? Are you thirsty? No, I'm. I'm thirsty. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go get. I'm just gonna get you a water. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just can't have conversations.
0: Seriously, I feel like that's definitely accurate for them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's that. <laughs> that's that's it. We get. Basically, they end the episode saying like "there's always tomorrow," um in reference to just essentially breaking the p- Brandon breaking the puzzle and the fact that their daughter's engaged. Same thing. And then yeah, Jim like they're too tired to talk to anybody.
2: I loved seeing Cindy kick off her shoes and just like flop into the chair. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Jim puts that song on and is like, "Have you heard this one before?" <laughs> And then they just danced together at the end of the night. And that was really cute. Well, it was cute. Good way to end it. Yeah. Love Jim and Cindy. Um, hmm. I don't know that I have a good guess for quote of the week this week. I wrote a lot of things down. But I feel like my guess would have been, is this the flying cannonball? And then you said you just went right past that because it's the last.
0: Sure did. Got distracted by a beautiful woman. Whoops.
2: So, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to go with. Are you as smart as you are good looking? Smarter, actually. Mary,
1: what you got? I didn't write any down. <laughs> oh, fine. no. It was when Jim was just like, thank you for an incredible 20 years. And Cindy's just like, Uh-huh-huh. me too. <laughs>
2: Both excellent quotes. <laughs> Cindy is a woman of few words we are finding.
0: Yeah, very much so. No, both great options, um, but it was actually none of the above. Y'all gotta know it goes to my girl, Brenda. Stewart, zip it up, not down. Like, it's the core. look, too. It's the full thing. Oh, man, and this like I, well, even when
2: I wrote that down, I was like, I think that's it. But I didn't, like, put it in... I, I didn't put it in the quotes, so I can't even see it in my notes anymore because then I – while I was scrolling up, I remember Deshaun going, maybe white men can learn how to jump.
0: That's a good one too. Because
2: I just love him. Yeah. And then like – I have no idea how to grade this episode. I didn't. It it was all right. That's – like I feel like we're doing a lot of Bs, which I mean, fine. Like a B Mm -hmm. average is pretty good, but I'm starting to like i'm trying to will the episodes to be a's or like d's i just i need something definitive because i'm just like it's good i liked it i'm gonna keep watching it
0: right yeah i don't know i mean i'm kind of with you it's not quite it's it's like better than average but still kind of average like nothing was really bad about the episode it's it definitely um, evoked emotion, mm-hmm. right? Because we got super mad at Brandon and also like what in the hell is happening with Stuart and Brenda, which bored, right? <laughs> <laughs> bored. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, yeah, I'm just kind of ready for a really, really fantastic one or a really, really bad one, mm-hmm. or at least like below average. You yeah. Know?
2: Like, like something to like break it up. Cause I mean, that's, it's weird. Like we're definitely hitting like the mid season standard point and I'm, like still really enjoying it so it feels weird of Mm -hmm. me being like do something stupid so i'm mad
0: yeah i know it's like we're so spoiled with like a very like well done show that we're like do something crazy better or do something absolutely horrible like (laughs) we should just not take this for granted because it really is a good show i know it's like yeah i'm gonna give it a b
2: for baby erin because i love baby erin classic and she looked she was great She She was was so cute
0: her little
2: ponytails I know
0: such a cute kid it's so funny what she ends up growing up to look like (laughs) I know I
2: just I think what I loved so much about this episode is like the little bits they gave this girl of like she rang the doorbell all on her own right what a day
0: (laughs) (laughs) what a day you know I'm just gonna echo that you know be for baby Erin because you can't top her you really can't
1: An alternative right. B minus for Brandon. What the fuck? Oh, very what true. What the f- Brandon and Brenda? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like, and ooh. um, just before we wrap up, I wanted to say one more comment about Grandma Jim, and because Cindy made a comment about her breaking just all of the dishes, and I just am imagining her in their kitchen, like I can't believe you serve my son on this. <laughs> smash. <laughs> Oops. I can't believe that <laughs> happened. You don't want the tre-
0: the chairs, and the tables and this under the trees. Mm. Oops! Just <laughs> dropped another cup. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that would make me so happy.
2: God, Grandma well, Jim. Well, I think if you enjoy our commentary on babies and grandparents, you can follow us on Twitter and
0: Instagram at Back Two
2: Podcast.
0: Yep. <laughs> And you can also send us some correspondence via email. You know, we like to check that every now and then and just see if there's anything that any cool behind the scenes, st- behind the scenes stuff, any cool facts you got, um, or just overall opinions that just you'd rather say over email. Um, just send that over to us at podcast at gmail.com. That's B
1: A C K T O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to like,
2: subscribe, share, rate, review, all that kind of fun stuff in your Uh, podcast app because that really helps us get seen uh we love getting the feedback on there five stars if you love us but i mean you know be honest about it
0: yeah just keep interacting as much as you want to we really enjoy doing this and we are very very thankful for all you listeners out there Um, so just let us know we're we're grateful for you guys so we hope you guys are enjoying it yeah and so uh (laughs) we'll see you next week what are we covering caitlin oh yeah forgot to tell you we are covering season four episode nine otherwise engaged
2: oh that's gonna be interesting and i'm excited for it
1: same sounds like a brenda episode to me (laughs) i can't wait
2: all for it all right well we will see y'all next week so from all of us at back to podcast i'm grandma
0: i was gonna be (laughs) grandma jim
2: (laughs) all right i'm grandma cindy
1: I'm Grandma Jim. I'm still Stuart. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. See ya.